1: Just another Transfer
0: Tuesday. Let's just call it that. hail Varsity Radio. Presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr in today. Damon, did you dig out? Did you get that four-wheel drive
3: cranked up and going? The, the wheels were spinning this morning. Yeah, it was more time shoveling underneath uh, my car so than actually So you were high-centered in the through. driveway? Absolutely, yeah. Just digging my way through. Eventually, I got out, though, early in the morning. It was, it was so fun. So you
0: transferred out of... Out of your neighborhood.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I entered the uh, the portal yeah. onto the highway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you entered the portal. Uh, we will talk uh, quite a bit here about the uh, the latest uh, transfers for Nebraska football. You can react if you like. Numbers to get in. 466 800 5865 Email Chris at Varsity. Dot com and uh, find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Damon Barr, two R's, and uh, get in contact that way. Plenty to digest. Luke McCaffrey is in the portal. Cade Warner in the portal. Will Farniok in the portal. More hits on the offense, or is it? And we can play that game. We can play that game. This is awful. The sky is falling. This is another indictment on what's going on down at 10th and Vine. What, what the hell's happening? Or you can kind of step back and say, well, this is college football. There's kids leaving all the time. I think you got, uh, you got U-Hauls and suitcases at Tennessee, just as an example. Or you can kind of go somewhere in between. Is there an issue in college football? Yes, you've got 1,400 kids in the transfer portal. Is there a situation with Nebraska football? Well, yeah, they're not winning. And does it look bad? Two weeks removed, three weeks removed, a month removed from having Luke McCaffrey, the future of your program, the future at quarterback, and the guy that's all over uh, your, your football program digitally in Wandale Robinson. Listen, there, there's some smoke here with McCaffrey and with Wandale. Clearly something frustrated them. You have more definitive comments from Wandale Robinson about usage. And, and we're trying to find the why. Why do you leave if you're Luke McCaffrey? Why the hell do you stay if you're Luke McCaffrey? Okay, I mean, it's as simple as that. I have some thoughts. And I'm in, interested to hear from you as a Nebraska fan, right? Because we talk to Luke, we talk to Adrian, we try and give you the recruits you, you want to hear from on signing day. And we're all excited about you know what what Luke McCaffrey could become, and we're all excited about the athlete he is. And man, he came in and and really sparked things for Nebraska his red shirt freshman year. Man, he came in and really sparked things, and Nebraska got off the O for Schneid. He did a really good job against Penn State, 13 to 21. He came in and rallied uh, against Northwestern. But the, the the bottom line is this. You have turnover issues, and that's a Nebraska issue. It's not just a Luke McCaffrey or an Adrian Martinez thing. You have turnover issues, and when it came to throwing the football Luke McCaffrey had one touchdown to six interceptions as a runner, pretty good, but you just you just had inconsistency, and that's okay. It's it's painful if you're a Nebraska fan, but as a redshirt freshman going in getting the start, uh, you you want at least management and give your team a chance to win, not help them lose the game. And, and turnovers help lose football games, no matter who commits them. And, and Illinois had something for the young puppet cornerback, and that's three interceptions. That was three fumbles, and, and and he lost one. So that's four turnovers against Illinois. Nebraska didn't show up clearly, all right? And, and then you got into the quarterback merry-go-round where Luke's running the offense, six points are scored, it's time to go to the bullpen, here's Adrian. And was it going to be that story from here till the end of time till – Adrian's eligibility runs out. Is Luke always going to have to wait? Is there always going to be an open competition? Were you going to split time with him? Because it feels to me like Nebraska forced, and it's okay, it's not like their offense was something to write home about, but they went out of their way to get the football early in the year to Luke McCaffrey. You look at what he did against Ohio State. And then they went out of their way towards the end of the season to get Wandale Robinson the football. It's like, Dude, these guys are pissed. They want the football. They want more playing time. We need to highlight and feature them because that's probably what got them to say yes to us and commit. So how do we, how do we please everybody? That, to me, is, is, is what the problem is, is you get into inconsistency with their performance at quarterback. You get inconsistency with what you're trying to do on offense, win the game. But how are we going to win the game? Who are we going to highlight to win the football game? And, and this is a reality. This is a, a, a reality when it comes to what are people going to say about Nebraska football and Scott Frost. And it may not be bad, but you have the, 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 these three letters in common. NFL. J.D. Spielman, father, GM of the Minnesota Vikings, respected NFL guy. His son, J.D. Spielman, transferring out. That's Rick Spielman. Cade Warner, Hall of Fame quarterback, Uh, son of Hall of Fame quarterback. Currently works as big-time NFL analyst. You hear him on Westwood One. You see him on the NFL Network. He works with and mentors NFL quarterbacks. His son transferred out, Cade Warner. Luke McCaffrey, son of Easy Ed. He's on my fantasy football team for 1,000 straight years brother of Christian McCaffrey, top five NFL running back, Luke McCaffrey transferring out. You have Zadiska, right? We talk to Dr. Rob all the time, his nephew, choosing Missouri over Nebraska with, with a walk-on opportunity. You've got a lot of smart football guys who've had their children leave. Now, is it a situation where their, their kids weren't happy Their kids are spoiled. I'm I'm asking questions. I'm not saying X, Y, and Z are spoiled. But you do have this door that's always open, man. It is called the transfer portal. And I look at McCaffrey and his situation as simple as this. Can I beat out Adrian Martinez? Maybe. Am I going to get developed... The way I need to get developed at Nebraska at quarterback. Don't know. Maybe. Am I going to have to wait my turn? Probably. Do I want to play a different position on offense? No. If I do play a different position on offense, will they get me the football? Do they have a plan to use me? Again, we're, we're to maybe. Depends on the game. So, I look at Luke McCaffrey, and if he's hell-bent on quarterback, and this, is, this sounds a lot like a similar situation to Crouch. Crouch went on to win a Heisman. Rask played for a national championship. Nebraska made the wrong call between Bobby Newcomb and Eric Crouch back in the day. So, if I'm McCaffrey, I am, I'm going to go look. And do you have a landing spot? Do you have a landing spot to play quarterback? Will you win a quarterback job? Will you walk in and be a quarterback at a Power Five school, at a group of five school? Are you going to go play for your dad at Northern Colorado? Your brother, Dylan, busted his ass for a lot of years at Michigan and just now transferred out. We'll get into the whole opt-out portion that is taking a scholarship and a stipend that we can we can debate on. But I think Luke McCaffrey just says, look, man, I'm going to try and go be a quarterback. And I have a better shot of going and being a quarterback somewhere else. And I have a better shot at going and getting developed to be a quarterback somewhere else. But you've now had the future leave. Scott Frost just sat down with the World Herald. He just sat down with the Journal Star on Friday and publicly said, look, man, Luke can be really, really good. It's going to take some more time and some work to put it in. But, man, he's got a huge future. I'm paraphrasing. He's the future. How many times was that said in a post game? It's a message. Don't go. And he left. Luke McCaffrey didn't think he was going to work out here. He's going to find someplace better. Period. And your future is left and the face just left. That's a reality. Is it detrimental? Well, you're 12, 12 and 20. Parts of 12 and 20 with them. Guys need to be here, guys need to want to be here, guys need to persevere through the ups and downs, some guys need to wait their turn, some guys need to get better, some guys need to realize what position may suit them best, and the other part of it here is, some guys just need better leadership in the program. I mean, it's all of those things. Who's with us? We got Pete. Pete, welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead, thanks for calling.
4: How you doing? Good. Good. I guess my take is, and I wanted to see if you agree or disagree, but uh, I really think there's some problems in the uh, coaching. Um, I haven't seen any progress with Adrian Martinez freshman year, and I didn't see any progress with McCaffrey. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, Scott wanted to bring his coaching staff that he had down in Central Florida, but I don't think any of his coaches coached in a Division uh, Five program. Power Five program.
0: The, some of some this. Pete. Some have played in in a you know Power Five, but no, they're they're all coming from the AAC. Um, no, it it begs to ask the question: What's going on there? And you look at the defensive side of the football; they're coming back. You look at the offensive side of the football; they're they're leaving. I think there's some doubt. I think there's some doubt on the direction of the offense. I think there's some doubt on. Can these guys get me better because what you've sold them and told them? Where's the proof of concept? You're down from year one, thirty points a game to twenty-three points a game. Now maybe it all comes together. Has Adrian had his ups and downs? Yes. Is that all on the coaching? No. Is that all on the player? No, it's it's a two way street to me, and I'm not avoiding your your point. I think you're right. I think the coaching and development needs to get better, but I think everyone, oh. I think everybody's pushing and pressing as well. I mean, they all want to, they all want to go nine and three at worst, right? And and it's been a struggle to get to six wins because that hasn't happened. So I think there's scope. I think there's. Uh, copability on, on, on both sides of it. I think players need to kind of shut up and work harder and stick around, says the old grumpy guy. And I think coaches need to have a plan and, and make sure those kids get maximized. And we haven't seen either, either, either example
1: work.
4: But that's part of the problem I see on offense. We have no identity, and we don't recruit to that identity. And when you have no identity... Then what do you recruit to? And it makes it—you're not building towards something; you're building towards everything uh, on offense, and it just doesn't work out. You have to have some type of identity that you recruit to and you develop to.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, think about traveling somewhere, Pete. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you listening, bud. You can you can get from uh, from from Damon's house to a bar. There's a straight line of doing it, and there's a roundabout way, and it feels like offensively we're, we're taking the scenic route. Now, it could be better next year. They could actually get a, a, a spring football season to develop. They could get a summer session to develop, and they could get a fall camp in pads, not just three weeks, to develop. I, I think it's okay to say, you know, COVID's been a pain in everybody's ass, And it's hurt some programs more than others. I think it's not been good for Nebraska. And what type of development would would Luke McCaffrey have? He needs to be better at quarterback if that's what he wants to play. He has shown flashes. And he had one of the three wins as a starter. But he's had turnover issues. I just think there was frustration. I think there was some, some lack of faith that I can get better at Nebraska. I don't know this. This is just... My speculation. We'll take some more of your calls. Mitch Sherman's coming up here in about five minutes. 466 377 6800 825-5865. I think what they thought Nebraska was going to be has turned out to be completely false. Vic emails in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. It hurts losing a captain. My thoughts exactly. I mean, you can't put lipstick on this. The face, the future and a captain have all said goodbye. Now, I'll say this. If there was a year to step up and earn more playing time, this sure as hell was the year to do it at wide receiver. Okay? And, and Cade's a great dude. I've loved sit-downs sit with him. I've loved chatting with Luke. But, I mean, he had nine targets, seven catches, two touchdown drops. And for whatever reason his snap count just disappeared the last four games. Don't know if he was dinged. Don't know if he got passed up during practice. Don't know. But but Warner's a guy that for sure was as popular as it gets in the locker room, was touted as being an amazing teammate more times than not by Scott Frost with just having guys over and trying to be that teammate. Here's what they're doing on offense, Is the guy able to go execute it? And is he a top-level player? I mean, he was a a target early in his career. Remember the Iowa game in 18? But it's just kind of regressed. Has he been passed up or is he just not looked at? We'll talk more about this and get more of your phone calls. Open phones next half hour. 466-3776. Mitch Sherman's on the way.
1: We're back. Fellas, so, if we could listen to the radio listen on Hail Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
4: Yes, that's awesome.
0: Thanks for hanging out. It's Hail Bar City Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt uh, Damon Barr. We say hi to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Does a great job in Nebraska coverage and Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, never a dull day. Three transfers today. Been running it down. How are you hanging?
2: I'm doing all right. Uh, Better than some folks in Lincoln, probably, although I don't know that all that much of what happened today comes as a shock. Uh, Before the news with uh, Luke McCaffrey and Cade Warner and Will Farniak uh, entering the transfer portal, I was putting together what's going to be a projected depth chart for the offense heading into the next stage of this offseason or the first stage of this offseason and um, you know was a little bit puzzled with all three of those guys about what their place was going to be going into the spring somewhat clear with McCaffrey if he had remained on the team but um, you know obviously Chris or maybe it's not obvious but um, this this was this was speculated on this was in the this was uh, somewhat um, rumored to be set to happen. And, you know, I think it was a case of whether Luke was going to do this now uh, or he would wait and see how things might go in the spring. But, you know, the end, at the end of the day with him, he has been through uh, a spring with Nebraska and another offseason with Nebraska. And I don't know that there's a lot that he could have learned from that spring regardless of how it went that would have left him feeling comfortable enough to come back for another year. So um, while the opportunity is there is, is, is best there to go find another program. Um, I understand why he, he made the choice that he did today.
0: Mitch Sherman's with us at Hale varsity. And let's just get down to the, to the why and we don't have a definitive why from, from Luke. And we don't have a, a why from the coaching side of things either. What, what we do have is is game film. We have a win against Penn state. We have kind of a a slash roll against Ohio state. We have a a rally against Northwestern. We have a a tough ball game against the Illini. So we have some samples to look at and we saw Adrian lose his job, come back and take the job. And Mm -hmm. we have a football program that still hasn't been to a bowl game in three years. Mm -hmm. Was it a development issue Maybe for McCaffrey. Listen, I'm not going to get any better here, and I'm not going to get better without playing. So it's time to leave, or is it just a patience thing? Where all right, I'm going to do my best. Maybe I don't beat out Adrian, and Adrian could be here two years. Then then what? I mean, if you were to lean, is it a development or just an opportunity situation?
2: I think it's a it's a it's an identity thing. I think it's a who is he in this offense and. What's the future for him? You know, he Frost said he was the future, but what is that future? How does that look for Luke McCaffrey? Because you mentioned those four games, Chris, and he played a different role in all four of those games. There was the slash role against Ohio State. There was the starter against Penn State and Illinois. That's one role. Um, there was the off-the-bench guy against Iowa, where he came in and gave Nebraska uh, a good change of pace at the quarterback spot in the first half with some success, and then. Tried to do it again in the second half and it didn't work. And then there was Northwestern where he was the fourth quarter guy. So this, 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 you know, I know this year was disjointed and there was a lot about this year that was not ideal from a, from a progress standpoint, a development standpoint, opportunity to grow. It was, it was just kind of all over the place. But it was his second year in the program and they went through some of these same issues in his first year. With you know, is he going to play in this game? How many games is he going to play in? What's his role? You know, why do you bring him in for one snap? Uh, when Noah Vegrell's hat popped off um, and and, and waste a game, when you've got only four to work with. There just didn't seem to be a lot of um, solid reasoning behind a lot of decisions that were made with how Luke McCaffrey was going to be used. And he's two years in. Um, I understand he's got four left because this year doesn't count. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, after two years, I I think that he expected there to just be a better plan about the way that he was going to be used in this offense and the concern of going through that again. For another year, I think weighed heavily on the choice that he made to uh, to leave.
0: You got to ask yourself: Is it going to get better here? Just as as a usage and not even a selfishness standpoint, but you nailed it. I mean, give me a plan, right? And mm-hmm. that's what everyone's kind of waiting on offensively. Do you anticipate Luke finding a spot? And do you think he can develop into a Division One quarterback?
2: That's the million dollar question for him. And I think it's the reason we didn't see him go into the portal two weeks ago because, um, you know, I think he understood what the situation was in Nebraska and that he wasn't fulfilled, didn't feel fulfilled, and didn't feel confident that he was going to be in a spot um, come fall that uh, necessarily was exactly what he was looking for, or at least, you know, he didn't know. There was uncertainty. Uh, but it's going to be difficult for him to find a, a program that is, uh, let's just say, a Power 5 program that's going to give him an opportunity more than what Nebraska was going to give him. So I think that's where it came down to kind of waiting until the last minute when classes began at the start of the semester. You know, you kind of had to be in or out at this point. Um, it wouldn't have been good for the team if he had opted out for the spring, took online classes, not been around, but still on the team. You know, we saw that mm-hmm. a year ago in a diff- on a different... Um, a different way with J.D. Spielman. And I think that was divisive, and it just it wasn't good for him. It wasn't good for Nebraska. And I don't think either party wanted to be in a spot like that. Again, that's not who Luke McCaffrey is. I mean, he's a team-first guy. Players gravitate to him wherever he is, whether it's in high school at Valor Christian um, out in Colorado or, or, or here in Lincoln. You know, he, had, he has a, a magnetism about him. Um, but I don't think he wanted in any way to be a divisive force for this team. So today was kind of it, or this week was kind of it. You got to be in, or you got to be out. And the big question for him was: Would he be able to find a place that was going to give him an opportunity at quarterback that was better than what he had in Lincoln? And you know, he obviously at the end of it felt that he's going he's to be able to find that. Um, and I don't know what his you know what his expectations are. If it's got to be Power Five, if it's got to be FBS, if he would consider playing for his dad at the F, at the I'm sorry, if he's got yeah, if he would consider playing for his dad at the FCS level. Ed is of course the head coach at Northern Colorado. I don't think that's what Luke wants. I think he wants to be um, at, you know, at a power five school that has a chance to contend for for, for postseason for for championships. So um, it'll be really interesting to see where he where he goes next. I'm not I'm not confident in saying anything like making a mm-hmm. prediction sure. in a conference that I feel like it's going it's it's definitely going to work uh, this year.
0: Mitch Sherman's with us. We're talking uh, three more in the portal for Nebraska football. Luke McCaffrey, Will Farniok, Cade Warner. What do you uh, chalk up Warner's disappearance to? Because guy that's a captain and he's been uh, praised by teammates and coaches for just the, the dude he is. And, yeah, he has some ability as well. But, I mean, just even, uh, even appearances, snaps really – took a turn the last four games. Don't know if it was injury, mm-hmm. don't know if he got passed up, but uh, you've got a guy, we, we talk about the, the future, the face, and now you have a captain. I mean, all three of those uh, have, have left the program in the last three weeks. And what's your take on the Warner departure?
2: Yeah, one of my in- enduring memories of Cade is going to be when he talked after Martinez was benched um, the Penn, after the Penn State game, and, you know, you had Adrian as a great team guy, and there was a video that circulated of him bringing the team together in the locker room. I think it was the following Monday, um, Cade talked to the media and, and, and talked about having Adrian over at his house. Um, and there were other conversations about Cade having guys at his house during the off season to, or you know, the extended offseason for the big 10 to watch Monday night football or Sunday night football. Um, a, a, another team first guy, just a, a linchpin in that locker room. That's really difficult to lose. And you can see, how his teammates felt about him to elect him to that captain role. So um, I think it had to do with playing time for sure. Uh, and he lost a lot of his reps late in the year to Oliver Martin, the transfer from Iowa uh, and Michigan, who who um, emerged as a as a as a probably a better pass catch, catching option than Cade. But but Cade is so valuable with what he gives you from leadership um, to blocking. Um, you know, to his ability to get to get open. Uh, so he will be missed um, as Nebraska moves forward with this wide receiver core that is young, like they are everywhere on offense now with the amount of departures they've had, um, but, but with a lot more size at receivers. So I think that is an intriguing group going into the spring because of the amount of size they have there. And, and I don't know what kind of an option for playing time uh, Cade Warner would have had as they kind of shift to be a bigger group, taller, longer group of wide receivers that gives um, now Adrian, the only guy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's Adrian, give him the chance to uh, to stretch things out in the passing. Uh,
0: Mitch, i uh, got about two minutes here. A, a thought on on the uh, the quarterback situation. You've got one guy now that has taken snaps, and there's Smothers, an unknown. You have Harburg. Does Nebraska go uh, – portal shopping themselves here after spring ball for a quarterback?
2: Well, maybe depending on how it how it looks in the spring. those other two guys are going to have to be ready. Um, you know, you can't get through with one season as, or with one quarterback, as we've seen in all three of Adrian Martinez's years as the starter in Nebraska. They've had to bring in somebody else because he was hurt or this year because he wasn't playing well. So, um, you know, it was time to give Logan Smothers a serious look, regardless of whether McCaffrey was – in camp or not this, this March and April. So that's more pressing now because he's going to walk in there as your number two quarterback on the first day of winter conditioning, on the first day of, uh, of spring practice. Uh, those two guys have got to stay healthy. They need to be in green jerseys this spring, as they, you know, they would be anyway. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think Nebraska needs to, needs to really evaluate what they've got uh, with Harburg as a third option. Are you going to be able to play him? If you need to in his first year, is he ready? I don't know that the answer to that is yes. I would lean toward no. Um, and, and if um, you know if that's how they feel, then they probably have to go find somebody. And, and I don't know how easy that's going to be in the in the late spring, early summer.
0: Mitch, about thirty seconds. Where was Will Farniak on the Mitch Sherman projected depth chart?
2: Probably still at backup center. You know, he's an interior lineman that hasn't really broken through um, in in into the rotation. He played in. In, in, in a few games on special teams um, in his career but you know he was the top player out of south Dakota a few years ago and and you know followed in, in matt's footsteps but but not so much with the with the playing time that he earned so I, you know I don't know what necessarily held him back um, seemed like uh, he had a good frame and and was a good uh, you know a good lineman to have around um, didn't cause problems obviously so'm mm-hmm. um, not sure what the case is there but he's going to be a grad transfer so Regardless of uh, what happens with the NCAA transfer rules this offseason, he'll be eligible to play somewhere. And, um, you know, I would think probably a smaller, uh, lower level school, um, Cooper 5 or or FCS, for, for Will to uh, get a chance to play in his final year.
0: Mitch Sherman. Mitch, awesome stuff. Can't wait to read your thoughts uh, on the athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. We'll get caught up next week. Take care, and thanks for your time.
2: Okay. Those thoughts will be posted momentarily. So <laughs> thanks a lot.
0: Take care. Mitch Sherman's with us. Good to hear from him. More thoughts on uh, the McCaffrey Transfer, 466-3776. Chime in,
1: 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris, at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Open phones here till 5,
0: 466-3776, 800-825-5865. 6, 6, Coach Kaczynski coming up here in 25 minutes. He'll have a, a take or several on transferring. And uh, we'll check in with Jacob Padilla as well. He does a great job covering Husker athletics. You can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Scott Shanley, Super Bowl champ with New Orleans, weighed in on Twitter. And I thought this was a pretty good point of reference as well. And I thought Mitch Sherman was absolutely fantastic. If you want to hear Mitch's comments on McCaffrey and the transfer situation at Nebraska, get uh, logged on ESPNLincoln.com for the on-demand section. Damon Barr, Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, has also, or will, throw that out on the ESPN Lincoln Twitter handle. Podcast of Hail Varsity Radio uh, is up by about 7. Every night, download us, subscribe to us, give us a rating, love Having you check us out and thanks so much for everyone tuning into it uh, can do so on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and uh, also the Heard At uh, media platform. So here is Scott Shanley. Truth time can't spin it as not a big deal when you lose Cade Warner, when you lose Luke McCaffrey, when you lose Wandale Robinson in two weeks lost a team captain a kid with tremendous upside and bloodlines and a kid with your most versatile weapon don't know what's going on but this doesn't make you better the other side of it is you want you got to have guys that want to be here but i think absolutely mitch nailed it absolutely nailed it it's an identity thing And how many times, how much have we been screaming that since the Rutgers game? Run the ball, get downhill, play action, right? And I understand the the, the want to be multiple. I understand the want to go get NFL bodies to throw the football up to. Let me see Mo Purify posterization tributes all day, every day in the end zone on fade routes. Hell yes, if you're a Nebraska fan. Or getting downhill and seeing somebody with high knees getting to the end zone, a la Roger Craig. Either works, it's a touchdown. But you've not been scoring them. And you have an exodus, and that is college football, so Nebraska is not immune. But you're just not used to it. You're not used to this as a Nebraska fan. You're not used to your best players just bolting. And listen, we talked to Wandale and Wandale's like usage rate, right? How am I being used? What are you doing? Didn't come here to run the football. And it sounds like preposterous that preposterous that a kid would, or not even a kid, but his dad and his trainer, right? And that that in it in it in of itself is is a bit of an issue to me. <laughs> Okay. Or I'm sitting across the desk and there's a trader, there's dad, and he needs to be catching the ball in the slot, not getting killed by linebackers on third and goal. And then Brandon Vogel drops this nuke last weekend about, oh yeah, by the way, he was targeted more than anybody in the bleeping country. I mean, it was incredible. But it was just how you're you're getting used, right? And I think they have brought in good kids like Luke, who's team first, like Wandale, who's team first. Just let's, let's go win. I think that's part of this, too, is you're not winning games. But when it comes to an identity thing, where are we going and what do we want to do and how are we getting there? And I think you've had some really talented guys wonder that. You've also seen a guy like Adrian Martinez battle back from, from adversity. Here's what I wonder with, with Farniak, right? And as far as breaking through, you know, why hasn't why, why why Farniak gotten a look at center? Well, because Big Brother got the look when it was time to yank, yank Jergens for a little bit. What was the likelihood of, of making a dent or winning a job? Because Jergens is their guy. They said this is the next Remington. This is that's that's how they spun this. They wanna they want a shining example, and I get it, of Nebraska kid, tight end, put weight on him, develop him, freak athlete, put him at center, and damn, he's been good. He's been really, really good when he's been on. And then we all know the snap issues, right? Long story short, I'm a senior. I'm going to be a grad transfer. The only way I'm going to beat Jurgens out is if Juergens gets hurt. And Juergens is not above injury. We know that. But it, it makes tons of sense for Farniak. And I really wonder when, when there were snapping problems, why, why don't I get a look? Why don't I get to go in the game? Why move my brother over? I, I mean, I wonder but again we're not there we don't see practice we don't see the limitations now what's what's a bigger issue getting getting a snap back to a quarterback or a guy's inability to be as athletic is maybe the guy that is so so on his strike zone at least for a short period cade warner the captain part That hurts. That hurts. And you're getting a growing list of NFL families that have had children come to Lincoln. And their kids aren't leaving Lincoln with wins. They're not leaving Lincoln with a degree in in some instances. They're getting out, and that will be hammered and hammered and hammered on you <laughs> on the recruiting trail, because you're going after NFL bloodlines if you can get them, but the the long and short of this is the optics, is Nebraska going to be fine at quarterback? Don't know. Is is. With with more hands-on help from Scott Frost, is Adrian Martinez going to be a better quarterback? Let's hope so if you're a Nebraska fan. What do you got with Logan Smothers? This has absolutely accelerated his urgency. And I'm anxious to see the kid play. I can't wait for spring football. Hey, Well, yeah, spring football, first of all. But second of all, what's the speed demon from Bama? What can he do throwing the football? Then you got the pride of Carney, you got Harburg, right? So, hey, you've got guys on roster on the roster, and we, we've we've had one instance of Adrian. And what's his development been like? It's been a far cry from his freshman season. That again, two way street. Some of that's him, some of that's coaching, some of that, a lot of that's injury. So what what type of work do you see? from the coaching side of things to get your quarterback the most important position better and get your backups better and have an identity in the offense so you don't have a guy like McCaffrey taken off how am I going to be used? I'm a team guy, but what's the plan? He've been saying that for 2 weeks. It's totally an identity thing. And there are some guys that are just done Buying stock with what's going on here offensively. Their kids are. A lot of NFL guys. You can still work out. You can still go to a bowl next year. You got to put the work in now and you got to keep people here.
1: And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Ten minutes away, Rick Kaczynski. Thoughts on the
0: portal. I'm sure we'll talk snow removal because they are professionals at it in Erie, Pennsylvania. Numbers to get in, more emails to get to, 377 6800 825 5865 Kent emails in, Chris at Halevarsity.com. And when it comes to offensive identity, Kent's worried about a bar crawl, right? And you look at the offensive side of things. Back in the day, you could go to Main Street and then hit Sandy's and then Bodegas, and then you end up at the rail blasted. Or, you know, when we talk identity, our, our boys at Duffy's, they, they've got the fishbowl. That's what they do. That's what they're known for. It's a good time. Or our friends got cheap drinks at the bar, the bar. Okay. So, couple of identifiable, this is going to be a hell of a good time, let's go there. Or we can just go on the crawl and just see where the night... T- Sometimes that's a win, Damon. Sometimes that's a win. Right? But think about your 21st birthday. Aside from your box wine and your rum, Damon Barr, you were going all over. And ended up with a headache the next morning. <laughs> So I think Kent nails it. That right now, offensive identity is a bleeping bar crawl, (laughs) and people are saying, "Bro, happy birthday!" Here's your shot. I'm out. I'm not. I don't want to stay. I don't want to stay to see this. You're gonna be naked on your waterbed, dry heaving. True story. <laughs> Waterbed? Did you have a van too? Did it have wolves and coyotes painted on the side? Did you have an eight-track? No, but I did have a discman. And Damon, God love, me, he's like, what is a CD? <laughs>
3: Did you ever own CDs? Yeah, I had one of those little Velcro books. We all did. Yeah. yeah. But you never had to do the Discman? No, I, I never quite went that far Did you far ever back. have a car
0: that had a tape player? Um, no. But you've seen I, one I've on seen the one. internet. Yes,
3: I've seen one. <laughs> I've driven in a friend's did car with a Did you ever player. make
0: a mixtape? uh
3: uh technically i i made a playlist <laughs> it's a little right. different
0: yeah. Yeah. i had a buddy who had a cd <laughs> burner so this is what damon's thinking so oh, you don't even need it though right cuz you just do it off your computer right there yeah yeah you're like loser you had a tape player
3: what's for dinner tonight uh i think we're doing ravioli a little pesto sauce Ooh. uh something light like, yeah uh, do
0: you go heavy on the um garlic with the with the pesto uh, i know it's part of it but yeah, how it's kind of overkill do
3: you do it garlic kind of gets to me when it's a little heavy so i tend to keep it light there and that's that okay
0: department. that's okay because it, it could burn so there you have it but uh, good email from kent uh, more of your thoughts 466 377 825 5865 uh, this is a good email from Austin. Can you uh, recall any transfers from Nebraska that went on to have successful college careers? Longtime listener. Austin, thank you for being a longtime listener. No, I mean, uh, we all kind of thought, okay, Spielman's at TCU. He could kill it down there and didn't. I really can't. Now, all the guys that have transferred out before the last two weeks, they've gone to kind of lower programs. It's not a knock. Now, Francois could be really good at Florida State. Well, I guess we'll have to
1: see Austin. Back into it, at tail varsity radio presented by the
0: Nebraska Lottery. Welcome in Rick Kaczynski, a uh, longtime assistant at Nebraska and Iowa, defensive line coach. And uh, you're a guy from Erie. What's the most snow you ever had to scoop?
5: Oh, I tell you, um, wasn't, a, wasn't a snowblower. Uh, the the snow blowers in our family were. Uh, for the two boys. But uh Schmidt, I tell you what, you know, it 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 is the snowiest city in the United States. Not sure if you know that. Now so I it's, now it's, I do. It's one that, yeah, it's won the crown. I mean, to be honest with you, you get about a slow year, you're 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 getting about ninety inches on a on a s on, on a uh on a slow year. But if you ever you ever go hit uh google images and hit uh eerie snowstorm i mean it uh it looks like uh siberia but that's why it's a good thing you got a church and a bar on every corner up in western (laughs) pa there so you're uh you know in case it gets a little too cold you you got some shelter there schmitty
0: well i I like that you can go to one and then the other and i'm not gonna judge anyone (laughs) for what you pick first uh well, I you know 14 and a half inches in in Lincoln here the last 24 hours. So we got the uh, the Id- yeah, Iditarod Husky, I did I, a the Iditarod Huskies uh, out and warmed up to get here today. So that's what we're doing. Well, it's a, it's a popular topic every time we chat because someone's transferring and uh, same news, different day, new week for, for Nebraska, losing a kid like Luke McCaffrey, uh, backup offensive lineman Will Farniok, and then uh, Cade Warner, who was a, a captain. And it doesn't look good to continue to have an exodus on the offensive side. There's, there's sides to every story. And, Kaz, you've had to, to, to live this with just the, the doubt that a kid may have or a decision a kid may not like, uh, when it comes to, to playing time or packing order. And, uh, the other side of it too, is it's just, it's just too easy to go and, and find that greener grass and the NCAA has opened a, a monstrous can of worms here and it's affected Nebraska and it's affected a lot of other schools. I mean, thousands of kids in the transfer portal and, not always uh, do they have that landing spot lined up. Some do, but it continues to be a topic of discussion here.
5: Yeah, I, I just I just hate it for college football. I, I can't imagine um, having to manage a, a roster in, in today's climate. Um, the, I guess the only... The only good thing about it, Schmitty, is right now is the fact that, you know, you're 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 finding out you're finding out soon enough. It's not like it's not like you're in uh spring after spring ball. I, I think the good thing if if you're gonna spin it positively, you can go and say, Hey, at least you know going into spring ball, uh, who you're you know, who you're going to the field with. So, um so I think that's a good thing. You're not you're not wasting reps. Uh, the negative thing is, uh, you know, you're you're losing players. It's different when you lose a player now. It's almost expected, um, you know, with the transfer portal and and like you mentioned, without the penalty anymore. It, it's just it's part of college football. It's a bad part of college football. I, I just I just don't understand it. I hate it. Um, but, uh, man, it's just really, really tough managing a roster. I, I don't think it's good for the kids. I mean, it's, you know, part of that, that time of your life, that's when you're supposed to handle adversity. Uh, like I mentioned to you before uh, we went on the air, I wish, you know, if I could get my job with with a dang nice truck and the same salary and live in the same house and, you know, have all the same benefits, heck, I, I'd, I'd probably quit my job and I wish there was a transfer portal for adults, and I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some guys out there that wish there was a that wish there was a marriage transfer portal. So it's probably some wives. So, hey, so uh, you know, I just I, I don't like the fact that um, you're seeing less and less kids struggle. And, and like I said, I'm not talking about any of the Nebraska kids. Sure. I'm just speaking in in generalities. I, I just don't like the fact that you know kids aren't fighting through the adversity, you know you got an out. And as much as this country tries to give people out in the current state of affairs we're in, that's not the real world, right? You, there's no reset button. You don't get a fourth out uh in baseball. You know, it's it's you know, you got to figure this stuff out. I just wish guys would stay, you know, kind of finish what you started and and I know if I would have left Notre Dame, um, you know, was it always fun, happy, good times? Absolutely not. But I tell you, I, I mean, I, I, I'd really struggle with the regret over leaving and the friends I've made and the experience. And part of that experience is the adversity and getting through that in the in the growing pains. But um, it's just a it's just a different climate. It's just a different age. And I tell you, if the NCAA doesn't do something about one. Um, the transfer portal, uh, I, I don't know what they could do, uh, to be honest, but they're going to have to. The one thing they're going to have to do, they're going to have to expand the signing classes. You will not be able to field football teams on the Power 5 level if you don't expand the um, signing of 20, of more than 25 players. It, it's You're going to have roster issues across the country. Tennessee has about, I think, about, Fifty or fifty-five scholarship players right now on their roster. I mean, it's uh, it, it's scary times for college football, and, and and you know it's it's gonna it's gonna affect the product. You watch.
0: Rick Kaczynski's with us, uh, coach at Nebraska and Iowa, Hale varsity radio. Kaz, why do you think the NCAA's allowed this to be a free for all?
5: <sighs> you know, I like. I said, Fortunately, I've never had any run-ins with the uh, with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, I'll speak in generalities when it when it comes to them. I, I just think it's it's too big of a of a governing branch. Um, it, you know, it's, it's too, it's like the IRS, you know, depending on who you talk to, you get different interpretations, things like that. Uh, I think a big part of it came when, when coaches started making a lot of money and coaches would leave after kids signing date and the threats of lawsuits and all sure. those type of things. And, um, so I, I, to be honest with you, I think they caved into, I think they cave in, caved in, caved into, to a lot of pressure. Um, and then, you know, just the, uh, um, you know, the current state of, you know, all, you know, these players' rights and all this, all these other things, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. getting all this, uh, nice gear and a scholarship and all that. That was enough for me and the guys I played with. And I'm sure it was enough for them guys that played for the Huskers, uh, for Coach Devaney and Coach Osborne. But, you know, it, it's just, I guess it's not enough for guys today. It's just a different era that we're, that we're living in. But, uh, I, you know, to, to pinpoint, you know, wh- where it came from, how it came about, and why it is, I, don't, I think that's a part of the problem, too, because it happens so fast. You know, I don't, I don't think coaches are able to adjust. Coaches were able to figure out roster management. I mean, it was just, boom, all of a sudden there wasn't a whole lot of transition. So I think that's why it's created a lot of the issues that you're seeing right now.
0: Kaz, uh, with um, your experience, is there a a story or an example you have in your career in coaching where you knew a kid was going to be a really talented player, there was some adversity, there was uh, some tense moments, and the kid ended up staying and thriving? Is there something that sticks with you? There's, I, I guarantee, there's not
5: a kid that graduates from a program that he started and finished with that doesn't have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go through that at any point. You know, college football, it's a, it's a tough game. It's, it's hard, and it's hard by design. Uh, there's, the, you know, you can't train lightly. You can't make it easy, and you can't just give hugs. And football, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not real life, and that's not college football. You have to put people through grind. When you put through people through uh, a grind, and when you challenge people, when you push people to levels that they don't see themselves, but you as a coach see them and are trying to get them to see that and trying to get them to, you're making them uncomfortable, Right. When you're getting up at five fifteen and you're walking across campus to a winter conditioning to get yelled and screamed at, you know, with by Joe Moore with the cigarette hanging dangling out of his side of his mouth. I mean that that's that's not fun, you know. They didn't they didn't you know, they didn't tell you that stuff in recruiting and when you're you know, you're you're coming across uh, you know, campus at Nebraska to get to winter conditioning and you got two tests coming up and you didn't get a chance to eat last night, and your girlfriend back in Ohio broke up with you. I mean, it's it's you know it's not supposed to be easy, but you know life isn't easy either. Yeah. So, you know, to I, I be I can go through each and every kid that 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 started and finished with me, and I can tell you, I had these talks with every single one of them about them doubting themselves, uh, them thinking that they could go play somewhere else. And the one thing that I would always say to them, what do you think it's going to be easier somewhere else? So you want to go somewhere else where it's easier to play. That's what you're telling me, you know? So when you start that dialogue like that, and then, you know, you make them understand like, Hey, listen, Hey, I believe in you. It's just, you're not ready. And, but it's my job to make you ready. And here's the formula. And it really helps when you have guys that came before you, like I could, I could point to guys mm-hmm. that hey, listen, this guy was in this boat. This guy reminds me of you. I saw this guy at one point. Yeah, I mean Malik. I think it, Malik his freshman year. After I, I remember taking uh, taking Randy home after the game, I saw him walking after the Illinois game, and he was he was rooming with Malik. Malik's freshman year, and Malik was all pissed off at me because he didn't think he was he wasn't playing enough, you know, and. uh so I, you know, I, I I walked into the dorm room. I say, hey. So I said, I heard you. You don't think you're playing enough, you know? I'm like, well, tell me why I should be playing you, right? Can I trust you know? So it's just it's just having it's having that dialogue. And um, but I mean, there, there's not a kid that goes through. You can't go through four or five years on a college campus being a college football player and not thinking at some point that you made the wrong decision or it would be better somewhere else. I think every, I could, you know, when you say, can you pinpoint, man, I could, I could pinpoint to every kid I coached. That, and I'm not talking about kids that just went on and had NFL careers. I'm talking about guys that had great college careers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a, a guy like Joe Keels who didn't play, who didn't play at all, you know, uh, was, was with me for one year. I mean, he was going to take off after spring ball, you know, and, and it says, I'm like, you're making a mistake. Yeah, you know, I don't care what you do, but I told your mom you are going to get a degree, so you're not leaving. I mean, he came in my office in Spring Ball and said, I mean, right before practice, and he was sitting in the chair across from my desk, and I, and I told him, I said, your ass better be at practice. That's all I'm saying. And he got out there about 25 minutes late, and that was it. You know, but I know, I know what Joe, if 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 he would have if he would have left. But right? it wouldn't have been in Joe's best interest, and I think with, with Joe and there's Joe's everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's Joe's on campus right now and all over the place, you know when they realize that, hey man, okay, when you got an adult, a guy who's been there, a guy who's seen guys fall on their face and guys that have been successful, hey man, I, maybe I should listen to this guy, and I think that's that's what it's about, but man, I, it's like now, hey, the first sign of adversity, hey, I'm not playing, I'll go play somewhere else. I'll go. You know, I, I can promise you, as a coach, I never, ever. And I used to tell parents this all the time. And I was fortunate; I didn't have a whole lot of parents that uh, that questioned who was playing and how much their their sons were playing. But the ones, the very few that the very few that did, I would say to them all the time, "My mortgage is predicated on on success. So why wouldn't why wouldn't I? What do I have to gain by not playing the best players?" You know, it just it just doesn't make any sense, and most of the parents come around too, you know, but uh, you know, but also back then Schmitty, there wasn't there wasn't an out, you know, you didn't get out of, get out of jail free card, so you know, you just push through it and you work through it, but uh, you know, it's a completely completely different time.
0: Former Nebraska assistant uh, on the defensive line and also at Iowa for a number of years, Rick Kaczynski. We've been fortunate enough to have some Tuesday chats with Kaz. And you know what? It seems like every Tuesday we're talking transfer portal and it's just uh, it's just a different era. And uh, Nebraska again uh, losing uh, three players to the portal. Uh, of course, Luke McCaffrey, the big name. Cade uh, Warner gone. Will Farniak gone. We've had plenty of reaction. A lot of your emails. Some of your calls we got on. Some we didn't. Forgive me on that. But the short story is this. That Luke McCaffrey's going elsewhere, and he was a really good dude and a super phenomenal athlete, and it's just a question of, is he a quarterback? And he wants to be a quarterback, presumably, so that's why you're taking off. But the the bigger picture is this reality with Nebraska football. Is there an identity? Well, we've been asking about, are you finding an identity? And maybe Nebraska's morphing towards one in year four. Big big wide receivers, play action, downhill running game. But you've played a lot of different spots, and do you trust the plan going forward? Some of it is about playing time and patience. The other side of it is is it going to get better, and can I get better being here? Some more thoughts. Rick Kaczynski on the other side. Jacob Padilla coming up. at Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski is with us. Hale Varsity Radio. Kaz, we'll get
0: you out of here on this. Uh, had a chance to watch the NFC and, and AFC title game, Super Bowl 55. He is uh, set, a lot of Husker representation. Jason Light, of course, the GM. Uh, Fremont uh, native, uh, put a really solid Tampa team together. Sue's down there, and Levante, we kind of hit on this last week. And, of course, Khalil, one of the twins that you recruited for Tampa. Mahomes and the crew are are trying to to go back-to-back. Are you pretty excited for the Super Bowl? Do you like this matchup? Yeah, you know, I'm
5: not a big fan of... uh of of nfl mm-hmm. uh I mean, I mean i don't dislike it it's just i don't follow it um I, I don't follow it like i do college football um unless unless you have a vest, vested interest so obviously having having the nebraska guys on there um obviously like likes i like bruce harry and so y and just just watching those guys absolutely the ties that it, it uh you know, like I said, it, it, you have some interest. You know, you're you're looking for guys. It's not just background noise. So, uh, and I think too, you know, just the the competition level obviously has just just picked up. I mean, you watch that game, you watch those games on Sunday. You wouldn't have known. It, you would. It didn't feel like there wasn't um, stadiums that were um, more than three quarter empty. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. Uh it was uh, you know, great football teams, you know, you had NFL guys out there, but you know, you know, you're watching a guy like Sue, um, you know, who came through Nebraska and I can tell you this, I, Sue was gonna transfer at one point too. You know, Bo had a talk with him. When you wanna talk about guys who had success, guys who thought about transferring, Sue was Sue was gonna leave and Bo yes. talked him out of it. And obviously I wasn't I wasn't there for that, but I've heard the story from Bo, and and obviously, I, you can't tell me that if Sue went transferred to a Pac-12 team or something, that wouldn't have changed the trajectory of his career, you know. Um, and and I mean that that's a great example. But also, you know, you look at you look at a guy like Sue who's humble, good dude. I mean, just a regular dude. And I mean, you're watching one of the best if not the best defensive lineman to ever play the game of football. And you know, this is a guy that, you know, hey, I I was able to rub shoulders with when he came back in town in Lincoln. And uh, you know, so that's that's the cool part of it, man. You know, that's uh that's the thing I miss. Uh that's the thing that's special about Nebraska. That's the thing that's special about about college football and pro football. And then you got another kid, you know, you got Davis. Was it Khalil down there? Yeah, it, which Khalil one's down there, man. Carlos yeah. up in Pittsburgh. Khalil, Khalil's man. in Tampa. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I remember talking to those dudes right after, uh, right after they got picked up after the draft, and you know they're, you know, getting talking about Gates Barbecue, and and it's funny because <laughs> you know you're watching these kids, you know, they're they're so meek and mild off the field, and. uh it's just great. Like, I remember being in their house, right? Mm-hmm. I remember them uh, being, uh, being in the stadium. I remember them committing to us and saying, hey, keep it quiet. You know, I remember having conversations with their mom. Um, I mean, it's just – you just remember those things. And now, you know, now these dudes are, are making making a lot of money and playing in a Super Bowl. And that, that's, that's the great thing about college football. And, I, and I'm sure when you look at the Davis Twins – you know, there isn't two, two better candidates. If they would have transferred, it would have people would have said, I, I understand that, you know, recruited by one guy and one head coach and then, you know, playing for three or four D linemen, three or four coordinators, you know, <laughs> I mean, involved with basically three head coaches. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's people that should have transferred. It could have been them. But you look at two kids like that that fought through that, adversity. And I think people respect that. And I think that's why they're in the NFL and that's why they're going to have long careers in the NFL. And then after the NFL, they're going to be successful because they fought through that. Right. And they're Nebraska guys. They're not guys that transferred in that were there for a year. Those are guys that went through. They went through a lot, man. They went through a lot of stuff that if my kid is a college football player, I don't want him going through. Mm -hmm. Right. And they fought through it and they did it with class and they're Huskers and they're going to come back to campus one day and they're going to get standing ovations. They're going to be able to go back with their kids and they're going to be able to see the other teammates that finished and went through all that stuff with them. And it's going to be, it's going to mean a hell of a lot more than some dude that transferred because he wasn't playing and went somewhere else for a year and a half and played two seasons. So, you know, obviously, you know where I stand, but mm-hmm. yeah, obviously it's great to great
0: to see Huskers playing, uh, Playing on TV on Sundays, Kaz. Back to Sue for two seconds. What was the um, what was the point, uh, Bo, made to to kind of flip Sue's mind around? Because he's an Oregon guy. I think he would ended up at Oregon State or Oregon, one of those two schools. And and obviously by the time the end of his junior season, and then that 0-9 defense, I mean it was it was phenomenal. And it you know Coach Pellini. Uh, was was right on with it, and look what you can become. But specifically to that story, uh, w- what was the uh, the sticking point that that helped kind of calm the waters? Well,
5: I don't know if there was one sticking point other than I think during the conversation. I think you know from talking with Bo and the guys that were there and the guys that were around Sue. It's just the fact where you know they they were able to see his ability, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, hey, convince hey, just give us an opportunity, give us an opportunity to make you great, right? And I, and I think it, and obviously you know this, I'm 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 very I'm far removed from it, mm-hmm. but and I know you know Bo talked about this to guys, um, you know when we were there, it's once again, man, just I think it was spring ball. I don't know if you know, I doubt Sue was happy probably, you know, and obviously he was talented, and I, and I think the big sticking point was just, you know both saying, "Hey, just give me the spring, give me the spring and, wa- and watch what we can do together, right? And, uh, and I think that's a key point, man, when you got a coach, especially a head coach that, that believes in you, especially a head coach that's been there, um, that has coached. D lineman has coached NFL guys that have coached some great players telling you like, Hey man, I can, I can get you there. Just, just, just stick with me, believe in me. So not quite sure if there was just one sticking Mm -hmm. point because one, I wasn't on the staff, but you know, it's always, it was always a point of reference to, to any guys that were thinking about leaving or when we talked to the freshmen, uh, you know when they were there, and you could just tell man everybody everybody hits that wall at some point when they came in, when they come in, man, mm-hmm. so you know it 's just continuing to talk to those guys and, and just continuing to keep them involved, but you know it was a hell of a lot easier than it really was mm-hmm. i mean when you when you take a year of football away from a guy who loves playing football that that makes you really write down the pros and cons. And makes you think about the decision you're making and how it's going to impact the rest, the rest of your life. I, I just don't like, you know, it's becoming like the NFL guy plays here two years, guy plays here, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, what's, what, what's your brand, man? And it's like,
4: yeah,
5: I just, I, you know, I'm proud as hell um, of what I overcame at Notre Dame and, and what the, me and the guys I played with went through and what we were a part of. And you know the academic side and getting the degree. I, I wouldn't trade it for a million, um, 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 you know, in a million years. But I can tell you, Schmitty, while I was there, I guarantee I I had more bad days than good days, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, as an adult, I've had many more good days than bad days, and that's that's what it's supposed to be about. That's what you're supposed to learn in college.
0: Rick Kaczynski's is with us. Kaz, uh, best you and your fam, and enjoy. Uh... Super Bowl Sunday coming up. We'll run you down next week week if it works for you. And always love your insight, man. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you, brother. Great show, man. Keep it up. Rick Kaczynski, love his take on And we always end up on Tuesdays, somebody's transferring. So we we talk transfer situation. And I love the insight, though, on, you know, even in Dominic and Sue. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Sue would have. And here's a story I got from Russ Landy on Sue. Because Russ was and is the guy I go to when it comes to NFL draft time. And I was talking to him about Sue, and this is back like 08, right? I'm like, well, I think Sue's coming back, and he was a Callahan recruit, and Bo's got him here, and we'll see what happens with Nebraska as they go into the 08 season. I'm like, Sue could leave because he had redshirted. He would have been a redshirt sophomore going into his redshirt junior year in 08. And, And... Russ Landy, and he's been on with me for years, and Russ is phenomenal because he's front office guy for the Rams and with Vermeil, and a long time in the NFL and does CFL stuff now. And he's like, well, <laughs> Sue, as a as a sophomore, as a redshirt sophomore, would have graded out in a third or fourth round pick. I'm like, dude, he hasn't played that much in, in Lincoln. I mean, in 07, right? I mean, nobody had a good night against USC, made a few plays against Wake Forest. Wake Forest and and he's like, no, guys, third or fourth rounder as is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, he ended. What's funny is he could end up playing for Riley because it was down to Nebraska and Oregon State, and the rest is history. With with what Russ told me, he's like, well, if if that guy gets coached up by Bo. Uh, he'll be like a top three pick. And I remember him saying that. I'm like, cool. (laughs) You fast forward. I'm like, Russ, by the way, you you told me Sue's a top three. Yeah, he is. He's going to go number two overall behind Bradford. So that's a cool story with with Sue and um, where he's at now. And it'd be really awesome for him to get a ring. It'd be really cool for Levante to get a ring. It'd be really cool for Khalil Davis. Now, we've already been told to, to piss off by Tampa on the Levante David request, but there are other ways to get a hold of Levante. So we'll keep trying is what I'm telling you. Uh, we are efforting Roger Craig tomorrow. Uh, Sam Cook from Baltimore is in on Thursday. Uh, Russ Hochstein, part of that seven layers of visa protection for Tom Brady, pride of Hardington Catholic. Uh, Russ will be with us this week as well, so a lot of uh, insight to to the to the Super Bowl coming up, and we'll get that kicked off tomorrow. Throughout, but really like talking with Coach Kaczynski, good insight, and uh, we'll get you an update as well on the Nebraska right now. We'll probably go after a quarterback either in the portal or just a transfer after spring, right? You're going to look at what you have with Logan Smothers and Harburg. Get those guys wrapped up and developed. And then if you need an insurance policy, you go get an insurance policy. But uh, Davon Townley, Avante Dickerson, and a quarterback. Two spots for three kids. Jacob Adil is
1: next. And now... And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks to uh, Rick Kaczynski with us uh,
0: earlier. We say out of Jacob Padilla. com and Magazine at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, busy day in the portal for Nebraska. What's your uh, reaction to the departure of two Nebraskans, uh, two Nebraska backups, and and a guy vying for the spotted quarterback in, in Luke McCaffrey?
6: Yeah. I'm not surprised. Obviously uh there the rumors were out there uh for a while with McCaffrey and the other two, um the the kind of path to playing time just wasn't necessarily there. We saw Cade Warner kind of I mean he was voted team captain, he opened the season at the starter, but he got less and less playing time as the season went on and um kinda of got passed over multiple times uh at the center spot. So um And with his brother moving on now, I mean if there wasn't any time for him to give it another shot somewhere else it was now so um' a, the the warner and um uh, farniak decisions not surprising at all and that's that's i think that's probably fine for both sides and um that's uh, hopefully they'll be able to find a, a better fit for them moving forward for what they want to get out of their college careers the uh the, the McCaffrey situation is just kind of strange. It's been strange uh, this entire last season leading up to this decision, just the way he was handled, the way the whole quarterback competition was handled, some of the things Frost said, and um, I, I just don't really know what to think about quarterback in general at Nebraska right now.
0: Jacob Bedill is with us, Hale City Radio. You know, you look at it s- different ways, right? You look at it when it comes to playing time, when you look at look at it, when it comes to is, is the job open and and then you look at it also, I mean there was an opportunity to seize that job because you, you you got to start in the Penn State game, and then you didn't do so hot against Illinois now you're young in your career, but to me, it just seemed like they uh, didn't they didn't it kind of feel like they just felt obligated to get him some time to keep him around? I mean, is that is that my is is that just well how it, how it is there I, or was it just more about all right let's give him a try because we're struggling too. I mean th- there was that aspect of it.
6: Well and that's why what you wonder with the way that Frost talked about the situation. I think that was I think he mishandled a little bit from that perspective. If you're constantly saying that McCaffrey is just as good as Martinez. You're future, telling him that. Right? yeah, And, yeah, you, you call him the future. You're saying all this stuff about uh, him. You're talking, oh, it, it's, uh, it, it's even, the competition there. They're playing the same way in practice. And we're just going with Adrian because he's been here longer. And so, I mean, I think could that have, in turn, uh, kind of pushed along McCaffrey's decision to transfer because he's here and all this stuff, and then um, – now he, with Martinez potentially having two more years if he wants, um, with the fact that he wasn't ready to grab the job when he was given the opportunity, um, that's kind of the whole thing here. I don't. He wasn't ready to play. He's a redshirt freshman. He's got four more years of college uh, football left. Now, um, the fact that he wasn't ready now doesn't mean that he would never be able to play quarterback at Nebraska. Um, but so I don't. But it is kind of weird. Like you get your chance to come in and start, and then um, you couldn't really take advantage of it. And then they went back to the other guy, and now the other guy could be here for two more years potentially. So now, um, do you want to sit that long? I just wonder if if we had gone into the season with Martinez as kind of the entrenched starter, he clearly won the the battle or the position battle in leading up to it. If he had played better, how does McCaffrey feel the same way, or does he feel um, more patient at that point? It's like, all right, I'm going to keep keep working here. I'm going to keep learning. Uh, I'm going to keep working on my game and be ready for when it's my time to come. I don't. It just seems like they kind of fast forward that things a little bit, just kind of the way the whole thing was handled. I, I have no idea what he was thinking already heading into this year. I just know kind of what we're hearing and how that makes mm-hmm. things sound, because I just don't understand. Uh, Frost coming out and saying, oh, it, it's, it's 50-50. They're playing the same way in practice. And you come out and see the way, uh, like for all Martinez's flaws, you come out and see the way the offense worked with McCaffrey out there. And, like, it, it, it looks so dramatically different. So what are you doing in practice to where you're evaluating them the same? reportedly so that, that's, just, that's just that's just
0: a, it isn't it like let's talk about yeah. if i'm a mccaffrey and i truly want to be a quarterback am i going to get developed as a quarterback here i mean
6: and that's kind of the the big that's the i think that's the biggest part of it aside from kind of just the overall um kind of management of mm-hmm. um players and relationships like that's the one thing that we're there's a lot a lot of questions about now just with the the number and the type of transfers that they're getting—not just the, the sheer—everybody uh, has transfers, but um, kind of some of the ones that they're getting are, are a little bit more eyebrow-raising. Well, look and who it so is, that,
4: <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: it's the who, so not the just the what. But then
6: also, yeah, we don't know. Like, if that's—it's kind of like with the the Wandale situation. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he lost faith in their, th- this coaching staff's ability to develop him and put him in the position to reach his goals. So if McCaffrey feels the same way now, then <laughs> that that's starting to become a trend now and you got and that's worrisome because you at Nebraska you have got to be able to develop plays. You're not going to be able to get uh, a high number of ready-made guys that are going to be studs no matter what. You got to build players up. And we haven't seen a whole lot of that at Nebraska. Obviously there are individual cases and at, at certain positions they're doing a good job of it. But there's just been too many instances, particularly on offense, um, to feel good about that right now. Um, and obviously we haven't heard uh, the comment from Luke. Like he hasn't done the same kind of interview that Wandale did, so we don't know if that indeed was part of it, if he didn't feel like he could develop at Nebraska. But if that is part of the case, that's, that's definitely troublesome.
0: Jacob Padilla is with us. We're talking uh, today's transfers, Hale Varsity Radio. Find Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Padilla underscore his uh, podcast, Weekly with Damon Benning, uh, covers prep sports. The Heard At Media uh, Network is where you find that. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Jacob, got about a minute here or so. But it's just disconcerting when you look at not just who has transferred out, but their attachment to the NFL as well uh, when it comes to families and uh, you can question the management you have an opportunity to develop and 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 go win games next year if you're Nebraska and kind of put this to bed but it's it's been an issue uh real quick uh, on high school hoops what are you looking at this week what are you kind of what's got your radar up
6: <laughs> well unfortunately uh the biggest uh games of the the week are happening during uh Nebraska volleyball we got Northwest. Or, or sorry, Miller North and uh, W.S. West round two. Uh, I believe that's on Friday, and then W.S. West turns around and plays Creighton Prep on Saturday. Wow, I, I believe so. <laughs> it's a heck of a heck of a week, and uh, I'm not going to be able to see their one in person, but I'm not complaining. Uh, it's good to have Husker volleyball back and um, still be able to kind of check out what happened with those games afterward. <sighs>
0: I will have Scott and uh, Pius tomorrow night. It was supposed to happen yeah. tonight, but I'll have that tomorrow night. I'm excited to see both those teams, uh, really. I mean, I've seen Pius, but Scott's a good ball club as well. So uh, get locked in with Jacob Medilla. He'll have all your volleyball recap as uh, Huskers are back in action this weekend. And uh, can find Jacob uh, at com. And, uh, of course, uh, also on Twitter at Jacob Badilla underscore. Jacob, great to talk some football with you, and thanks for for your time as always, bud.
6: Yep, anytime. Talk to you later.
0: There he is. Jacob Badilla with us. We'll wind down to Tuesday. Hail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery
1: miss us
4: come here brother give me a hug Bring it in for the real thing
1: we're on call for you catch the podcast at hail the espn lincoln app or download them on itunes saddle up partner back to hail varsity radio
0: one final time hail varsity presented by the nebraska lottery good show today and uh, lots of news uh, we'll see where McCaffrey ends up a long end with a, a string of O's for no by pharmacist Jeff, president of the John Elway fan club. And I'm sure he's got a Holman Road jersey for Ed McCaffrey. Biggest donkey fan I know, man. Uh, pharmacist Jeff, he's tearing up right now that there's no more McCaffrey on the Nebraska team. Reminder about buckling up. 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can reduce the risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. About three, four minutes left before we are out. Tomorrow, Mike Babcock will check in with some Brad Edwards. And uh, load it up for Thursday is uh, we kind of shift over to the Super Bowl, and uh, I was two for two against uh, Elijah. Steak and a beer bet is back in my corner. Are you uh, looking forward to, to any, any prop bets here in about a week, Damon? Are you going to go that route, or are you just going to fire up some some more pesto and— some more Captain Morgan during the the big showdown.
3: I'll, I'll take it easy on those prop bets, knowing my luck, every coin flip would go the other way. But uh, no, me and my family always do a big Super Bowl kind of just chips and. Are you
0: a big taco dip guy? Are you salsa or are you guac? Or... I'm a
3: salsa kind of guy. Well, what, what's like
0: the... what's the uh, the the you, you put the seven blocks of Elvita in the with, with the, uh,
3: the, queso, the the queso, uh, yeah, yeah, with the
0: queso and the ground beef, and Ooh. it just
3: bubbles. That's so that's, good. That's good. I'm a big uh, buffalo chicken kind of dip. The buffalo oh, yeah. chicken ranch. That stuff is my go. That That is legendary. So
0: you'll feel okay about the carrots and celery you'll eat. Exactly. But you're just you're just <laughs> by the spoonful, right? going off on the vegetables with the buffalo chicken ranch because there's a little cheese on that too isn't there mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a, do you help with the uh his, the super bowl setup or it, do you just show up and eat historically
3: i have been the one to show up and eat but maybe, maybe i'll make something maybe i'll bring something this time
0: just keep riding it man you're a college student enjoy it while i can right yeah the freeloading <laughs> no that, that's all good there's nothing better than watching the super bowl with the family that's all good uh, can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Can fire us up a phone call, 466 377 6800 825 5865. Podcast uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Give us a rating and uh, give us a uh, comment or two. And as you'd guessed, <laughs> Frost is trending on Twitter. Only about 21,000. Mentions of him with uh, another transfer. Listen, this can, this can still work out for 2021. The offense can still be better, but you're not better losing guys like McCaffrey and Wandale, obviously. But maybe you have more of an identity on offense. Maybe you're settling but it just, it looks really, really bad right now. So, more thoughts tomorrow. Find us at 4 on Hale Varsity. Thanks for tuning in.